glanced around the group, then at Jeff. He'll be there, and he'll do the job. Now, wishing it had all been a bad dream, Jeff bent for a boot, crammed in his foot, and pulled out the tongue. He jerked the leather laces through the metal holes, around the hooks, and into a double knot. Three or four weeks away from the courts, he lamented, grabbing the other boot. What a waste. He'd lose his rhythm, his speed, his ranking. He walked from the shade of the oaks into the bright June sunlight and closed his eyes for a moment. What a way to celebrate the last day of school. Everyone else had gone to BJ's and then to the courts or the club pool. Everyone else was going to have an incredible summer. You'll be working with my two daughters and my wife, Mr. Hampton had told Jeff. Running the picking crew, weighing flats, loading trucks. Wonderful, he thought, retracing his path through the wild grass and thistles. Me and the women folk, down on the farm. He climbed over the sagging barbed wire fence and walked in front of his bronco, ignoring the dented frame. The gravel road seemed wider now as he drove in a straight line. It dipped and climbed a low ridge forming on the right and a valley on the left. Green and brown fields spread across the broad valley floor, patched together with bushy fence rows, dotted with old barns, farmhouses, clumps of trees, and an occasional pond. As the road eased downhill, Jeff spotted a white house next to a lake. A barn stood behind the house, and three long buildings lined the far side. According to Mr. Hampton's brief directions, the strawberries were past the grain tanks. Don't worry, he said. You'll see the cars. There they were. Pickups, vans, cars, bumper to bumper, hugging the ditch. A woman leaned against a gray van. She held a small child in diapers. Two other children peered out the rear door, their dark eyes studying him. He found a vacant spot, parked, and locked his car. Pausing, he took in the field stretched out before him. Row after row of thick, lush foliage marched in straight lines to the lake. A dirt road cut through the middle, and another road crossed precisely at center, creating four equal sections. Tall stacks of yellow containers and two blue outhouses stood along the crossroad. No cars in the field. The sign posted at the field entrance was in English and Spanish. Jeff sucked in a deep breath, let it out slowly, and began walking down the hard dirt drive. Pickers, heading to their cars, carried buckets, jackets, and grocery sacks. Their shirts hung loose, and their pants drug about their tennis shoes. Mud and berry stains padded their knees. Jeff avoided eye contact. Maybe they'd think he was staring. Maybe they'd say something he wouldn't understand. They passed him in silence, then broke into chatter and laughter, a sure sign, he figured, they were talking about him in his new gringo clothes. A handful of pickers still crouched over the dark green rows. Others stood in a line at the crossroads, their arms cradling yellow boxes filled with strawberries. Their eyes focused on a girl weighing the boxes and punching white cards. As she punched... A worker whisked the crates to a nearby truck. You made it, Mr. Hampton called to Jeff from the rear of the truck bed. We can use you. 
Bring over those flats from Alexa's scale. Here we go, Jeff thought grimly. Farm work at its best. He moved to the scale as a picker set two containers on the metal platform. Alexa shook her head and studied his ticket. Lorenzo Perez. Muchas fresas. Forty-one pounds. Too much. The berries get smashed. No mucho, okay? Si, no mucho. He grinned, gave several quick nods, and stuffed his ticket inside his baseball cap. Alexa sighed and grabbed the flats. I'll get him. Jeff stopped her. She stared. I'm Jeff. Jeff Mackenzie. Her eyes narrowed. The one who tore up my bean field? The corner of her mouth pulled tight. Jeff swallowed. She stepped aside. He reached for the flat.